programming did not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, are some colleges getting close to going out of business? Plus the latest in student loan payments. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. afternoon. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Well, student loan payments and more discharge programs, what is the latest? Today, Prudent Money contributor and college admission expert John Apollo is here to give us up, uh, get us up to date. Hey, John, welcome to the program. Bob, great to be with you. Good afternoon. Let's talk a little bit about what's, uh, what's going on. Anything, anything new? <laughs> Always something new that's uh, that's, that's happening with when it comes to college uh, payments and uh, student loan payments. But uh, they have started up again. Uh, talk a little bit about what you're hearing and how's it going. Yeah, they, they have started up again. And a month ago, you and I were talking about the fact that um, basically 45 million student loan repayments are going to start again. And, you know, I remember joking, say, well, what could go wrong? And, you know, here we are. <laughs> 30 days later, and I can tell you what went wrong, Bob, and uh, it's pretty remarkable you uh, brought this up, but literally this morning I was reading a a Forbes article uh, dated today, and the first line of this, and this is why these Forbes writers are so great, they got the essence of the whole thing. Here's the first line of this article. Student loan repayment is a bit of a disaster right now. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I only laugh because we were talking about this for months. You know, the federal government had the pause on for over 40 months, three and a half or more years, students didn't have to make a penny's worth of payments. And they had all this time to get it right when they were going to finally restart the spigot to get the money flowing again. And sure enough, it is the predictable disaster. Um, Unfortunately, uh, the government has run into a slew of of problems, uh, ranging from incorrect monthly bills gone Mm -hmm. out, Customer service delays at the call centers. Average time, Bob, that the customer was on hold last month was 58 minutes. Can you imagine that <laughs> calling something and waiting an hour to get through? That's One the, borrower uh, said that they waited uh, 149 minutes. It's, it's off the charts. Late, no billing. One borrower got a bill for $108,000. Mm. And, and so some of this is, you know, it, it, it's there's stress in the call centers, there's stress all around the system. So in that particular uh, case, what happened was the student loan servicer said, oh, um, we're, we're, we're supposed to restart your uh, payment. It's going to amortize over 120 months. They put in two months. So the borrower got a bill for $108,000. And I guess they waited on hold for a couple hours to find out they didn't actually owe $108,000 $108, next month. So um, unfortunately, it, it really is a fiasco. Um, lots of finger pointing. The government saying the student loan services have messed this up. The student loan services are saying, well, you know, we just are using the policies and procedures that you gave us. And if you wanted us to have more call center reps to get the times down, you should have paid for them. And so, uh, you know, it's what we've been talking about. The, the, all this finger pointing, this shooting at each other, and who's stuck in the middle? Students who are and now graduates and borrowers 
parents, many of whom want to try to get this right and move on with their lives, and, and they're stuck in this mess, quite honestly. Well, you know, you and we talked about this during the time leading up to this. I, it, it's obvious that the the White House had painted just very unrealistic expectations because of the the notion that this thing was just going to be a light fli- a light switch, you're just going to flip it back on, and everything's going to work perfectly. I mean, the the thing that came kept coming to my mind is we are still in. Uh, in, in post-COVID mode where they're trying to get used to having these uh, customer service centers spread out all over uh, people uh, working remote. I mean, there's just so many problems going into it. And imagine dumping all of this on top of it. I, I just can't even imagine. I mean, you know, the, it makes me, when you're talking about this hold times, that's literally about the average hold times we, we were waiting just to talk to someone live at an investment company. But, uh, you know, you, you talk about the IRS. The IRS is a, you could literally be a good six to seven hours if they answer the phone. Well, I, not to get too far off this, but my father passed away a few years ago, and uh, he has he's due a, a whopping refund of about $700, which I've been trying to chase down. <laughs> But I got caught in an IRS loop where it said, oh, give us this and then get on. And there was no way out of the loop. And I started to realize that it actually just wasn't worth my time. The government's going to outweigh me and they can have the $700. But anyway, (laughs) this is exactly the problem. And these borrowers, though, you know, they've got like serious overhang. So the, the, the really interesting thing about all this is that we seem to become, you know, very much every man for himself, and if it doesn't work out, go complain. So what is the government saying to do? Um, they're saying, look, you know, if you get caught in any of this, um, go up on our website, and their studentaid.gov website is good. Go in and check out, see what your balance is supposed to be. Make sure, again, they're putting it back on the borrower to make sure that all the information is right. And so go check it out. And by the way, if you have a problem, Go to studentaid.gov and go to FSA Feedback or FSA Ombudsman and, and file a complaint or tell us what your problem is, and then we'll track it down. Or go to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and file a complaint. And, you know, yeah, you can go file complaints, but that doesn't help you when you're getting these notices saying you owe $108,000. <laughs> it's a real problem. Well, I, I can't even imagine the panic that had to be on his or her fa- mind when they received such a big bill, and, and and you don't know what the next the next steps could be. I mean, the the system thinks you really do owe hundred and eight grand, and uh, you until you get that fixed, you just you never know what's going to come at you. You know, let's talk a little bit about if if that's not enough of what has uh, not been a good a, a good. Uh, start to uh, a system you know we, there's the the whole the whole uh, first year you're supposed to kind of get a mulligan you no matter if, you, if you're late or not it's not going to not going to hold it against you so we're you know obviously 11 months out from that day where everything starts counting again what what do you think could possibly go wrong with that <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, maybe making a science fiction movie out of all this to see like what zombies were going to come crawling out of the mailbox or something. I, it, it's, it's really is pretty, um, pretty phenomenally bad um, to think that the government. 
I guess, looked ahead and said, oh, by the way, we know there are going to be a ton of problems. So why don't we bake in part of the solution here to just give everybody a mulligan for a year so we can actually work it out? Um, and as you were saying that, I thought, oh, maybe that was actually their strategy, right? This might actually make some sense. So no harm, no foul, because one of the things they're telling people right now is if there's an error with your current payment, either the payment amount is too high or you're in the wrong program or we did some kind of other miscalculation, whatever it is, there's this um, relief that they have, and they call it administrative forbearance. And what that means basically is that um, if you have an administrative forbearance, no interest accrues on your loan until the error is fixed, and then those uh, payments also count toward your public service loan forgiveness. So it's it, like you're saying, it's a complete mulligan. Like, not your fault, no problem. We'll kind of like kick this can down the road. Uh, but you can see with the millions, 45 million borrowers in repayment, hundreds of thousands of people at the moment with the wrong something, either the wrong payment amount, whatever <laughs> oh, it might man. be. But there's, there are hundreds of thousands. And they're calling services for an hour at a time. So, yeah, this is going to take a while for the rat to go through the snake and, you know, kind of get this all evened out. So unfortunately, uh, that this is where we stand. Uh, we can check in again on this in the, in the months to come. Hopefully they're getting their arms around some of the problems. But like what I said before, the, the Department of Education is pointing the finger. One of the loan servicers, they said, you did such a terrible job with this. We're going to withhold $7.5 million worth of payments we're supposed to make to you for services rendered. And I'm thinking, okay, great. So you're going to go and whack them for seven and a half million dollars. What do you think their reaction is going to be? Oh, you know, sorry, they're going to have a, a, a reaction. Their employees are going to say, well, wait a minute, we're trying to work here, and now you're coming back and you're not going to pay us. Like, how, what is that all about? So, um, I think this is uh, an ongoing saga for these 45 million uh, borrowers. And then we also mentioned last time, Bob, that you know that. Free application for federal student aid is supposed to be out at October 1. Same Bureau of the Government, by the way, studentaid.org. Um, they're trying to deal with the fact that their FAFSA is not yet available for the next academic year. And what didn't change from last month, there's another government shutdown looming that may or may not affect this. So this is um, a really difficult time to be a student loan borrower or to be a senior in high school, a freshman, sophomore, or junior in college if you need financial aid next year. Uh, there's a lot up in the air right now. I think it's a difficult time to be a human being. <laughs> Boy, I wish I could argue with you. <laughs> it's, it's been a really tough, uh, tough period here post-COVID, no question. You know, one of the things that uh, I want to make sure that we do, and the reason we talk about this, because we want to keep this story out in front of everybody. And... Uh, and make sure that you that you hear what's going on because, and I think you'll agree with this, John, is that I I think if there's any problems at all that you want to make sure they're all fixed, everything is clean, you're getting your bill, everything is in, in the right order by, let's say, five or six months from now because you do not want to be waiting until the, the end of that runway, that first year, where things get real. And things get uh, turned in over to credit to collections and credit agencies and that kind of thing. You want to make sure that everything is as it's supposed to be because trying to fix it then is going to be really tough. Yeah, Bob, I, I think that is really great advice. Um, we've been talking about this over the course of the last year or so to, to make sure you sort of line your decks up as best you can. Uh, spend what time you need. Uh, get the resources, whatever help you, you can avail yourself to. And, and again, it's not going to be easy because they're telling us there are hour wait times at these call centers, but um, in the end of the day, 
we know as responsible adults uh, and the people who are just graduating from college, they're now quickly learning. It's our problem, right? If we have a problem with our debt, it's our problem. It is. The, the maker of the loan, yeah, they, they've got a problem, but it's our, it's our credit record. It's our reputation. It's our money. Um, so you really need to stay on top of this, as you're saying, and, and your advice is, is absolutely spectacular. The, the, the one sort of other side of that is that when it all starts to um, count again and they're, they're, they're going to start piling that up, those delinquencies and defaults and all that are going to take some time into the next year. Um, so sort of kicking the can down the road, and who knows that they won't extend this uh, runway start. Who knows? But th- I think at the end of the day, your point's right. Let's just get back in the habit of making the yeah. payments. Do the right thing and put this behind you so you can move on and do other things with your life, like buy a car and buy a house and raise your family and do the kinds of things that that people in their 30s and 40s really would rather be doing. So I want to make sure that people do know about your website because this is, uh, to me, an invaluable solution or part of the solution that, that you might find to get you through this. And if you know anybody who's dealing with, with and you, I know you're going to be talking to friends and family, and you find out they're dealing with this mess, give them this website, mycollegecorner.com, and they can go check out all of John's free, it's, it's a great website, free uh, resources. And obviously, we are here for you as well if you've got questions. You can always go into the Q&A at uh, prudentmoney.com. You mentioned it. I want to come back to it here real quick, the FAFSA. And, you know, it's interesting because obviously I've got two kids in college and I'm sitting here thinking about, and I do this radio show with you and I'm I'm still trying to think about what I'm supposed to be doing because (laughs) it's October, I'm supposed to be filing a FAFSA form or something. And and now that's comes out in December. Is that, explain the, 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 uh, the timeline. I will. The FAFSA is the free application for federal student aid. And for those who are unfamiliar with that term, um, it, it is the document that you have to file with the federal government to be eligible for any kind of federal aid. So student loans, Pell Grants, work study, some other grant programs. Uh, so this is really the critical document. And the government uh, previously was putting it out on October 1st. So this way students uh, could get a really good idea of how much aid they would be eligible for before they apply for school. Uh, So this form is really critical. And, of course, in the name of simplification, they literally called it, Bob, the FAFSA Simplification Act. In the name of simplification, (laughs) um, they went out and changed the form, reduced the number of questions from over 100 to under 50, and they said, oh, this is going to be really great. And then they realized, oh, it's actually pretty complicated because now there's going to be a requirement that you go and – use your tax forms as they were filed with the IRS. So when you go on this new form, Bob, when it's available, it's going to be a little different than when you did it last year. Uh, So there's going to be a new tool on there, and your boys are going to have to go and and initiate this process. So they're going to open their FAFSA, and then they're going to invite you, the parent, to come and provide your financial information to support their application. So uh, not to get too far into the weeds, but the most important thing to know um, if, if your listeners are thinking that they're going to have to file a FAFSA, and again, if you're a high school senior, a freshman in college, sophomore or junior, and you're looking for financial aid for the next academic year, so the one that's going to start in the summer of uh, 2024, uh, that's going to be available sometime 
in uh, in December. And we actually wrote a blog article uh, kind of making fun of that a little bit, saying sometime in December. That's really not very helpful for people, but that's what the Department of Education's official view is, that you have to file sometime in, in December. Uh, well, so there's the tax information from 2022, um, and there are a bunch of changes in there. We have two articles um, up on our blog at mycollegecorner.com right now. One of them is the student aid index, the new way to calculate uh, college aid. And the second one, do these five things now to be ready to file a FAFSA, and then in quotes, sometime in December. So I'm glad you brought this up. It's a huge thing, and uh, it's going to be a little bit confusing. And it, too, will, will take some adjustment for folks like you who have filled it out before and for those who are doing it for the first time to get through that process. Now, you say sometime, sometime in uh, December. They've got 31 chances to get it right. That's not that's not too bad if you think about it. Well, I, I think that's right. But I'm going to take Christmas Day out and hope they only have 30 <laughs> days to get it right. But <laughs> that might be my own bias. So, so let me ask you a question, John. And, and this just may be my uh, my ignorance. I thought everybody had to file the FAFSA. So you have to file the FAFSA if you want federal financial aid. Um, now, I tell everybody to file a FAFSA because, again, federal financial aid also means student loans, right? So you can get a federal student loan. Bill Gates' kids, there's no means test. There's no income test. There's no asset test. You file a FAFSA form, you're eligible to get a student loan. And that's really a, a pretty critical piece. The other thing, Bob, that's really important, um, even for high-income uh, families or families with a lot of assets, and they say, well, you know, I'm not going to get financial aid, you never know. There might be some program out there. States use the information on the FAFSA form for some of their programs. Some other third-party scholarship providers outside of the, the government systems, they take this information. They use it for their scholarships. Um, so I, I think it's really important that um, the way you say it is right. Everybody should file the FAFSA form. Uh, the reality is that I think the FAFSA completion rate in the country is, is somewhere around 60 or 65 percent. It, it's, uh, it's much lower than it needs to be or should be. And literally every year there are billions of dollars of federal aid money and grants and other programs that don't get dispersed to people who need them simply because they didn't file the FAFSA form. Uh, so there's a big push right now to get people to file this FAFSA form. Well, what's interesting about that is I personally didn't think it was that big of a deal. And so then, you know, they're simplifying, I think, a process that seemed to work. With, but that's the government, and we'll, we'll let them do what they do. Uh, I do want to mention, John, that you've got a, a link, and you might tell listeners where to go on the site, a link to your webinar. Right? Am I, am I, is that right? On your but site? Th th that's right. Yeah, I, I, actually, Bob, uh, one other thing I should have said, um, even though the government doesn't have their form out yet, we have a tool on our yes. – if you go to mycollegecorner.com tools, financial aid calculator, it's right there. It's right in the middle of the screen. You can, count, you can click on that, and it will walk you through um, this little calculation. Somebody did it in, in less than eight minutes, they told me. Um, so I, I would go through. It's free. We don't collect any information. Just go on there and use it. And, Bob, I'm proud to say, honestly, um, we've had almost 15,000 users of that calculator oh, that's on awesome. our little website since the September 1. I just think it's wonderful. So there's that. And then there, if you want really a lot of information, I had two 
of the nation's foremost experts on, on financial aid, um, Craig Cohen and Mark Salisbury, and there's a free webinar. Go to the same place, mycollegecorner.com. Go to webinars, first one on the left, the new FAFSA, a fiasco, question mark, and we go through the whole, uh, the whole thing about what the FAFSA is. And this, by the way, Bob, plain English, any piece of jargon, we said exactly what it meant. And then we talk about the new student aid index and why that's so important. And uh, Greg and Mark had a great conversation. They've been working with families, each of them, for 20-plus years. They know the questions people ask. They know where people get stuck. And they really guided them through the process. I, I was so uh, fortunate and blessed to have both of them agree to do this uh, webinar with me. You know, I think that the, the key is, and I, I'll be the first to admit I'm a little guilty of doing things like this, Waiting to the last minute, which you you don't, it's about getting your ducks in a row, getting everything organized, getting ready. I'm assuming that they'll send out some kind of notice or something that the, that, that form is ready to, to be filled out, I'm assuming. I, I would assume that too, Bob, but I have no idea how they're <laughs> going to uh, put it out there. Um, but I'll tell you one thing for sure. Um, once it's available, um, school counselors will be talking about this in mass. So they it should not be secret the day that they announce it. Uh, so we, it should be um, it should be well known in advance. And the one thing I will tell um, all your listeners, there are five things that they can do right now to get ready. So when it comes in yes. December, and the most important piece, this is like really critical, particularly for first-time users of the federal system, um, really need to go and get their federal student um, ID, FSA ID. Um, and you can get that at um, the, the website. We have a link there on the website, actually. It goes right to studentaid.gov. It says create an account. It's really simple to do. It tells you what to do. The student needs one, and then the parent who is going to be supplying financial information on that form needs an SAI, uh, a, a, and I'm sorry, an FSA ID as well. So um, if you're not going to do anything else between now and December related to getting this, I would absolutely recommend going to get that set up in advance. You know, it just struck me as you were talking about that, is that December has got to be the worst month out of any year to have to go to get all this put together and, and deal with Christmas at the same time. Exactly right. It's it, it is what it is, and it, I'm going to say it's a shame. But again, we're trying to we're trying to help people get through a process right. they didn't create, and it's hard to believe that the government put everybody in this situation, but they did, and so we'll, we'll deal with it and we'll help folks as best we Absolutely. can. Absolutely. Once again, the website is www.mycollegecorner.com. John, always a pleasure to talk to you, and appreciate your heart for helping people and uh, what you're doing to serve the the community. And I look forward to talking to you next uh, next month. Yeah, Bob, uh, I, I love talking with you all, and I uh, wish your, you and your listeners a, a best, a happy, peaceful Thanksgiving, and hope everyone uh, has some rest and, and time to reflect during that period. So Absolutely. thank you for, for having me on, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. I, I tell you, I feel very blessed that uh, uh, people like John come on the program they uh, obviously doing it out of, on their own time, and if you ever go to his go to his website, and I would encourage you to do so, my mycollegecorner.com. It's free, and uh, just a lot of great information right there. Hey, this is Bob Brooks. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. 
till we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.